Today, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, and his performance on COVID, and his following the science. Today on the Chuck Dever Podcast. The Chuck Dever Podcast. Okay, lots of stuff to talk about. We're going to get into it. Now, Andy Cuomo, my governor. I'm in New York, and he is my governor, unfortunately. He has not done a great job, in my estimation, since he forced through the New York SAFE Act, which was, or could be, construed as an unconstitutional method under cover of night with limited votes and almost no input whatsoever, he just pushed in gun control laws that really didn't reflect the state. It reflected the city, yes, but it didn't reflect the state. Unfortunately, in this state, we have 60 counties and five of them run the other 55. So it's we're really limited in the amount of access we have to any kind of an electoral victory against him. That's where he gets his votes. He knows where his bread is buttered, and he's going to play that every single time. There's a lot of people who like him, I suppose, because he gives everything to the city while taking it from the Northern Territory. Well, let's talk about how he's been performing with the coronavirus. He's been touted as a leader and people have said that he should be he's he's the flagship by which all others should be judged. So let's just take a look at Statista, which is statistics. That's a site www.statista and it gives statistics. Health, pharma and medtech. State of health. Now let's go to death rates from coronavirus, COVID-19, in the United States. As of December 9th, 2020, by state. Okay, let's see the death rates. Here we are. Number one, New Jersey. Not a great statistic. This is not really the bar you want to be at. Okay, next, New York. There we are. The highest, the second highest in the state of the union, the entire country. And we're number two. This is not the metric by which you judge a successful governor. We've been told that over and over again. He was even touted as a hopeful to parachute in to the election to run against Donald Trump. This was, of course, before the economy had collapsed because of the lockdowns, which were instituted primarily in blue states. Now, I've been told by our nominally accepted by media, President-elect Biden, that there are no red and blue states, but he also says in the same sentences that the red states sucked at what they did. Now, I'm looking at the the chart here. I'm looking at the statistics. 
New Jersey, not red. New York, not red. Massachusetts, that's number three. Connecticut, number four. Louisiana, well, maybe. Okay, so you have to get down to number five before you even break a red state. Okay, the next one is Rhode Island. That's pretty blue to me. And then we get into, it goes back and forth. Okay, but by far, far and away, by maybe not orders of magnitude, but close, 196 per 100,000 people is New Jersey, and 181 per 100,000 people is New York. Why would that be? And let's go down the line here. I just want to expand the the statistic here a little bit. Now, the funny thing is, people said Florida was going to do terribly. They said this because they opened the beaches and they never closed their school system. This was supposed to be a red flag and it was supposed to kill people. But I'm looking at the numbers here and it looks like 90 out of 100,000 people die from coronavirus. Or should I say with comorbidities? Because the data would suggest from all that I've read and gathered that it's 6% of that total number without comorbidities. So you've got to take into account that most of these people already had an illness or a sickness or were extremely elderly before they would actually even fall into the realm of possible mortality. Okay, so 6% of those deaths were strictly coronavirus. Okay, this is a pretty telling statistic when you look at the coronavirus statistics itself when you're looking at 99.9% survivability when you're in the age ranges up till about 20. And then after that, it grows a little bit, 99.7, I believe, 99.7. And now you're not even factoring in the comorbidity rate, which, I, like I said, was 6% are without comorbidities. But if you have comorbidities, that's where the statistic lies. Okay. So it doesn't look as though red states did terribly. It doesn't look like blue states did exceptionally well. But if you were to go and read any of the newspapers, you would see that Andrew Cuomo is held aloft like some sort of a god. And in fact, he actually won an Emmy for his daily COVID responses. He would go on television to tell us pretty much the same thing daily. Okay. As we watched the death toll rise and he told us about it, he didn't really do a whole lot other than force old people into nursing homes who had COVID. This is the reason why there is such a gigantic disparity between New York and Florida. If you look at Florida's number, which is 90 out of 100,000 people, and you look at New York's, which is 181 out of 100,000 people, you can see the difference. It's, It's substantial. It's big. This isn't just a couple guys. We're talking about a very large difference. And why is that? Because Florida didn't put the old folks in the nursing homes with COVID patients. You would think following the science might have entailed checking that out. But no, we're going to just throw together policy 
claim we're following the science, and then let the chips fall where they may. Unfortunately, they fell on grandma in the nursing home. This is terrible. It's a a horrible example of just running things through a political prism. They didn't follow the science. The science suggested keeping the people who are elderly and sick away from each other. But it didn't matter because this is the problem with identity politics. The problem comes in when you start to talk about, well, that's not fair. Okay, but it doesn't matter because the science and the the disease itself is not fair. So your fairness brought all these old people to their demise because you wanted them to have access to their nursing homes or something because you didn't want to go and cause a panic or something. It's all staging. It's all about the theatrics. We're watching political theater and it's still continuing. I'm not saying that the disease doesn't exist. I'm saying what we're witnessing as a response to it is staged. I'm saying that it is entirely virtue signaling. I'm saying, why why have I not seen any numbers coming out in any papers about the effectiveness and efficacy of mask wearing? Why have I only been told to do what I'm told by people like Dr. Fauci? Why is it that when I question it, I'm get, I get mobbed by people acting as though I was a heretic for suggesting that they're lying to you? Or not even lying, just being inaccurate and being arbitrary and just exercising their own control for their own personal reasons. It's not about the actual disease, okay? It's not. You need to know this because the response to it has been nothing but emotional and the fact that we're here today acting in the way we are about a disease with a 99% survivability, it speaks volumes to where we are as a country. Let's take a break for a second while I have a cup of tea. All right. So let's take a look at another article from the New York Post. From Betsy McCaughey. It's an opinion, but why not listen to it? COVID-19 death rates reveal the states that failed the test, New York and New Jersey. Now, the funny thing is, well, this was written in August of 2020. This is a while ago. And unfortunately, it seems that the, the blue states tended to follow the policy that was set forth by Andrew Cuomo, which is why the blue states failed. They failed because they tied themselves to a rock as it sunk. And that's, that rock was Andy Cuomo's head, okay? He's a freaking numbskull. The guy is a blockhead who, who has severe Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? If for anyone who doesn't know what that means, that means someone who has been educated a bit and thinks that they're far more educated than they actually are. But he, he does know how to talk. He is a good politician in this, only in the sense that he is able to convince himself 
and obviously some others, that he is much better at his job than he is. I mean, the guy stinks. He just does. And if you hear him talk, he's just so derogatory and so patronizing to anyone who disagrees with him. It's pathetic. I mean, I look at this guy in his attitude, and he thinks he's a tough guy. He's pathetic. He's a weaselly little guy, just like his brother on CNN, who is actually even weaselier, if that's possible. So, the Cuomo family. I don't know Mario enough to go and critique him. I wasn't paying attention to politics at that time, but I can tell you that these two numbskulls, they deserve each other. It's pathetic. But they're in charge, so here we are. We're in. We're watching as the pandemic continues. It's still continuing to some degree. And now they're talking about another shutdown this Monday. Okay, that's today is the 10th of December of 2020. And we're at Thursday. So there is talk about another shutdown, at least in my region, on Monday. Not a great idea in my estimation. I think we've already done enough damage to the economy. Oh, what was that? I think we've done enough damage to the economy to go and hopefully move on from it. But I, I, I don't see that coming anytime soon. I've been talking with people I know and friends, other people, people from different political spectrums. And they all seem to want to get on with things. They want to get on with their lives. It's difficult to do. Another aspect of following the science that seems to be being ignored is kids, schools, opening them. This is a difficult situation now because it seems that he's dug himself into a trench that he's having a difficult time to get out of. Now, in Florida, where there's less death, they didn't close the schools. That was a brilliant idea. They followed the science that said the schools are not a vector of transmission, or not a severe one anyway. I mean, if people catch it, they're going to catch it. But it doesn't seem to be one of the major ways you catch this virus. Cuomo doesn't want to hear anything about it, and unfortunately, we're all, my kids, and all kids, I think, in this state, are being hung out to dry. They're not being educated properly. They don't have the access to it. They cannot do things in a proper way. It's the saddest thing to see when you see kids who really, I think, want to go. If you ask them, maybe they'll say no. But I, I'm pretty sure that if they got to see their buddies and friends, they would probably thrive much, much more than hiding in, at home and being able to live stream classes while shutting off the cameras. Well... Following the science didn't seem to enter into that activity, and that was a big talking point from Andrew Cuomo, especially when he was going up against Trump and his ideas, saying that he wasn't going to take the, the vaccine for the state, he would want it specially tested here in New York, and then begging Trump to send him the vaccine that he just created, and whining about how Trump was not going to send the vaccine because he said he couldn't send it somewhere that it would not be put to immediate use. Understandably so. It's ridiculous to have governors who can do this. But let's go on with the mask idea. 
I've heard, I, I've gone over before in the podcast, I've talked about mask usage and how, whether it's effective, whether it's not. I would, I would like to see more data. I have no problem wearing a mask occasionally. It's uh, unfortunate that kids are now being psychologically conditioned to not see people's faces. I don't think that's good psychologically. I think it's going to be damaging over over time for sure. I think it already has done damage. I think that this is going to take time to recover from, just psychologically. I mean, the disease itself is being overreacted to in many, many ways. And unfortunately, it seems like no one is coming in to be the voice of reason or positivity. Positivity in this time would be a wonderful thing. But we have Biden saying we're going to have a long COVID winter and we have media who is trending with this everywhere you turn. It's not accurate. There are deaths. It's sad. It's terrible. Is it the worst thing that could possibly have ever happened? Not even close. And when people go and say that we're having more deaths now than ever before, well, I would suggest looking up some statistics that might shock you. The actual number of deaths per year have not exceptionally gone up. This is the truth. Most of the people who are dying from this disease, like I said, had comorbidities and unfortunately probably would have died if they had not gotten COVID. It might have exacerbated it. It might have made it move faster. There was a report posted on John Hopkins University website, but it was brought back down. That It said essentially that. It said that there was not a significant spike in deaths, which you would expect to have seen, but it didn't actually manifest that way. So it looks like there, while there might be more deaths, it's not an exceptionally large number more, and it actually probably would just coincide with the number of normal deaths. This is what's called following the science and looking at these numbers. I, I understand that not everyone can do this all day long. I can't do it all day long. I just like to read and find out about this so I can pass on this information. Unfortunately, the arbiters and gatekeepers at YouTube and all other places seem to not want to get any information out about this. And if you, like I said, if you were to ask anyone about any of this, it's because you want to kill grandma. That's their response. It's an automatic emotional one. And it is not designed to be scientific for certain. Okay? I don't want to go and continue this charade of policy. And I just cannot bear the logical assumptions that need to be made when you can go on a plane... You can sit next to a person. You can, these are strange people you've never met before. You can pull your mask down to eat while on that plane. You're shoulder to shoulder with people you don't know who are coming from places you've never been. And you're going to eat with these people and 
how in the world does that follow the science of social distancing and mask wearing? Put the mask back on and it magically just goes away? I'm sorry. This does not compute. This is not scientific. And if it were, look, if you want to make money, I'm okay with that. I think that's a, net, that's a positive. It's a net positive. I think we need to. I think at this point, especially, people are losing their jobs. I have people very close to me who have lost their jobs. I think it's time to step up and start to try to live again. But we'll see. We need leaders. We don't need rulers. There's a difference. Andy Cuomo is neither. He is a buffoon. He is a person who thinks he is far superior to what he actually is. He's a wormly little fellow who wanders about saying things to please his little audience. Well, it's not a little audience. It's unfortunately all of New York City, which runs New York State. Look, kids, this is what happens when you have a popular vote. The city wins and everyone else suffers. Remember this. This is why there was an electoral college imposed on the country. It makes sense and it works when it works. When we don't have all the things that are happening around the country right now. I guess that's it for tonight. I'm not going to go into a long rant about that anymore. I think I've done enough. So, please like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to hit the bell to be notified of the newest content. And always remember to check out ChuckDever.com to buy American Patriot merch to help push this message out there. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.